Hi, everybody. This is Mel. This is Jill. This is Stevie. And this is Mel and Jill and Stevie Geek Out. Welcome back. We have a special guest with us today. This is Stevie. Hi. How do we know you, Stevie? I do your hair. I know. <laughs> <laughs> that's how we met. But yes, that's how we met. But yes, we became friends and we, you did my hair for a long time. And then we like, we always talked all throughout the appointment. And then um, and we always talked about hanging out. Too, yes. And, and then we never, never did. <laughs> and then we talked about F1. And then we're like, Oh, like, okay, on. we gotta get together. Now we're doing now. it. Yeah. <laughs> and I don't know, Stevie, this is my first time, but hello through the internet. Hello through the internet. <laughs> I'm sure it's soon to be friends, soon to be friends. That's who we are here. You'll have to come here and visit. I keep, I keep trying to get her here, yeah. S- someday. Someday I'm gonna have to take a trip to the beach. So, Stevie, how did you get into F1? Back when the movie Rush? came out I went to see it with my dad we were the only people in the theater and it was so fun and like the movie was great it Mm -hmm. was really exciting I've always really liked cars anyways yeah so I kind of got into it then but I didn't really like follow the races at all Mm -hmm. and then um I was dating somebody at the time who was really into it and kind of watched it with them a little bit it just kind of went all downhill from there. Yeah. Right? I started watching it before I watched Drive to Survive. Didn't even yeah. know that that was a thing. And eventually watched that because the season was over. And, you know, it's yeah. a sad time. Yes. It was like, okay, now what I do is Sundays. It's like, yeah. I so I watched it. Drive to Survive. I didn't really get, like, super into it mm-hmm. at first because I was like, well, oh, this is really dramatic. Yeah. <laughs> But it's the sport true. itself is really traumatic, so yes. it's just kind of right on par. It is. But you're also into other motorsports, right? Yeah, I, like, I'm like. i a big fan of rally racing. Mm-hmm. It's so cool. I love watching them jump and make the little Can you explain what that, that is? I wasn't super... I, I know what rally racing is. I know <laughs> you do, but not everybody else does. Can you can you explain what rally can racing is? Can I explain is? it? Basically, they'll drive anywhere in, like whatever weather conditions snow rain like it, and they go like off track like it's like gotcha. off-road racing so they're the cars are like really beat up by the end of it then yeah they crash a lot too. <laughs> <laughs> but they like do these insane jumps really so flooring it so the car is like screaming through the air it's well how do they make it to the end then carefully I don't really know. I just they don't. <laughs> is this one of those like big long desert ones, or is that a different kind of? So racing? that is a type of rally racing. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Gotcha. Cool. I like the ones when they're in the snow. And it's not. I didn't even know that was a thing. Yeah. I've sent you some videos on Instagram. I think I'll send you some more. Okay. <laughs> you've you've sent. To be fair, you have sent me a lot of, <laughs> of motorsport related videos on Instagram. <laughs> That's mostly what we send back and forth to each other. Yeah. yeah. F1 memes. Yes. F1 memes. F1 right. troll. Yep. Hilarious. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but yeah. Uh, so I have a question for the two of you. Okay. Um, Melissa has a little bit of, just for your knowledge, she has a little bit of a racing background. Her family 
raced? My dad has done a lot of different water sports. So he's done drag racing. He was a boat racer. So like drag racing, but on the water, he's done uh, like dirt track racing. Um, My brother was like when my brother turned eight, he bought him a junior dragster. So we did that. My whole childhood, then my brother drove, when he turned 16, he raced my mom's Corvette. It was weird. It's a, it's a whole thing. Um, and then he got a super comper, which is like a big boy dragster, but then he was in a really bad car accident. And so then we kind of switched gears and he was racing a Mustang for a while. All of this is drag racing. And then he became like, I don't know, an adult and like wanted to live an adult life. So <laughs> stopped racing for a little while. And then he moved to Washington. And now he he did like not like he had like a fiesta that he raced in like a serpentine type track. And then he does uh, circle track racing now. And this like old beat up Honda he has. So racing is in, cool. in my blood. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I went to a lot of dirt track races growing They're up. They're so fun. It's just like so 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 fun i never did it oh, you never, never went been. when we lived in the really? high desert no. anyone never went to the to the victorville motor like to the fairgrounds oh no. my god Mm-mm. we'll have to do that i didn't even know that was a thing i used to there. go to the drag strip here yeah. all the time they have like they turned it into a drift track and i got to be really good friends with some of those people and like ride in the cars with them is so much fun oh i didn't know that yes uh we have to take jill to a race at some point whether it's a drag race whether it's Obviously, she wants to go to F1, but maybe we take her like a sprint car race or something where it's really exciting. Yeah, that would be cool. IndyCar um, is in St. Petersburg. Oh, that's not far. And I took one of the guys I work with at Third Planet there last year, and it was so much fun. Oh, very cool. And they had like other different cars there, too. Yeah, it was really cool. Nice. We'll have to check it out. We'll find those. (laughs) Um, Really quick, Melissa, I know you like... We're, we're starting at the beginning of the episode, so I'm not going to ask you, but I, this was my favorite season because I know you're new to this. So I'm going to ask Stevie's opinion because you started watching it after you were already in to F1, right? Yes. But this 2021 season is really when I like started following the races and watching every single one. And mm-hmm. uh, it was after that season that I had started to watch Drive to Survive because I found it. Yeah. Um, but yeah, this this is my favorite season, too. It's it's really intense. There's a lot of good battles, obviously. Yeah. Max and Lewis, but, um, yeah, I just think it overall was a really good season. Yeah, I agree. I agree. It, um, this was the one that got me into F1. Mm -hmm. So this came out in 2022 because it was the 2021 season Mm -hmm. and I watched it and Mark would try to get me to watch the actual races. I was like, no, nothing sounds more boring to me than watching cars go around in a circle, but I loved drive to survive. Yeah. And then I was like, all right, I'll give it a shot. And then by the end of the season, I was absolutely hooked. And so, as you know, at the beginning of this season, I was ready to go. Yeah. She had me join a fantasy league. I did. Oh, let's not talk about that. It sounds like Jill did not have a good fantasy day. (laughs) I know you're very upset about that today. No, it was so bad, Melissa. Jill got destroyed today. (laughs) You don't even understand. Okay, okay. I'm going to go. I'm going to take a quick rant and then we will dive right in. I like I've never played a fantasy league ever. So this is like totally brand new to me. Out of an absolute fluke. Somehow I got first 
in the first week after the first race. I don't know how I did it. It was just absolute crapshoot. And then I have just proceeded to tumble down the ranks. I am in last (laughs) place now. And not only am I in last place, but Stevie can attest to this for not this race. I, without going into too much details, basically the last two or three races, I've had at least one or more driver not finish the race. And this, and I've had like some weeks where I've like, I got maybe one or two gains monetarily, but this week all red, every freaking one of them, two drivers didn't finish the race. I'm just, it's, I, I, you know what I've decided? What? I'm going to spend all my money on Max Verstappen and Red Mm -hmm. Bull. Yep. Yep. You know why? Because Max needs to not win every race. Yes, <laughs> and I've got a curse. So here we go. <laughs> I put Max on mine, thinking that I would get also spread the curse. Or no? No. So I was thinking because Max wins all the time. I was like, well, if I put him in my lineup, obviously I'll get better. Yeah. No, no. because he doesn't overtake anybody, exactly. and that's where you get all your points. Yeah. No. See, I was doing it purely to curse him. That's it. <laughs> you know what? You cursed me though because. <laughs> As I started helping you, I lost my first. Yeah, see, I just spread it. I just spread it. And then, no, I'm not helping you anymore. (laughs) Your disease here, Jill. It is. It's so bad. It's so bad. All right. Okay. Before we get into a super duper quick question, and then I'm going to give you guys the ground rules because we have so much to talk about because this is a crazy season. Yeah. Okay. If you could spend a whole day doing whatever you wanted with any of the F1 drivers on the grid for this season, who would it be? If somebody's got an answer, tell me because then you can go first. I'm going to raise my hand. I'm going to raise my hand. Okay. Okay. (laughs) I'm going to let the dealer choose, but I'm going to spend the day with Bodas unless whatever crazy shit he wants to do. Valtteri? Yeah. Bottas? Yeah. Yeah. Or, 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 that's a or, really good answer. Or, can I or. just hang out with Gunther and like climb a mountain with him? Yes. <laughs> you know what? That's a fair question and a great substitute. I'll allow it. Just don't smash his door. Yeah, don't smash his door. <laughs> Stevie. So, I have tossed around a couple of ideas in my head. I was kind of going back and forth between Lando and uh, Seb. Ooh. But I think. I think I'm going to go with Seb because he's just such a chill guy. And yeah. I feel like he would want to do the same things that I would want to do. Yeah. I I agree. He seems and he's so very, genuinely really good. Dude. He is. He just seems like such I a nice guy. I was sad that he wasn't like in here at all. I know. Except for his teeth comment. <laughs> <laughs> Mine would be probably everybody's choice right now is Daniel Cardo. I just, he's so much fun. Yeah. So... I love him. But in season four, because I thought about this too. I was mm-hmm. like, well, obviously Danny. Yeah. But he was real sad. I was going to say, this he is the sad boy this season. Yeah, but remember, this is the beginning of sad Danny. <laughs> we still have a whole it's other season of sad over. Danny. Okay. We got this season yeah. of sad Danny. This is true. No <laughs> kidding. Oh. Sorry about your hand. Yeah. Oh, but mm. like, what okay. if we just like had Yuki there to just interject weird comments all of the time? <laughs> <laughs> yes. I'm I'm fully on board with yeah. this. Oh yeah, comic relief, Yuki. Yeah, I like it. Yeah, yeah. Like he just it. pops up at like lunch and then 
you know, says some weird things and then goes away. Yeah. <laughs> profanity. Awesome. Yes. Yeah. Just All the profanity. Blue streak out of his mouth. All right. So we're going to get into it, but I will say this because we have so much to cover. I'm not going to go into like a ton of detail about the actual like racing bits of like, I'll say it, but it's going to be quick. So, but because we just, there's so much drama this season. Mm-hmm. All right. Before we begin, just so everybody's aware, I'm going to say everybody's full names and what teams they're on because I know I refer to them as different names. I'm sure Stevie does do as too. well. I don't Nicknames know about Melissa, but lot. yeah. So I try to be, I'm going to try to do my best to say first and last names when I talk about everybody, but if I miss it, I'm sorry. Okay. With Mercedes, we have Lewis Hamilton and Valtteri Bottas, Red Bull, Max Verstappen, Sergio Perez, which everybody knows as Checo. Yes. Yes. Uh, Ferrari is Charles Leclerc. Um, Carlos Sainz. McLaren is Daniel Ricciardo. He's got a bazillion nicknames. Ricciardo, Danny, Rick, DR, all of them. Um, Lando Norris. And then Aston Martin, we've got Sebastian Vettel and Lance Stroll. Alpine, Fernando Alonso, Esteban Ocon. Ocon. Everybody calls him Asti Bestie. <laughs> um, yeah. I saw that in your Yeah. <laughs> I don't, it, like a TikToker came up with it and it just stuck fire. It's ridiculous. Yeah. <laughs> um, Alpha Tori is Pierre Gasly in Yuki Sonoda, Alpha Romeo, Kimi Raikkonen, and then Antonio. Giovinazzi. Giovinazzi. I was going to say, I don't even I don't think they're even no. in the season. I don't remember I don't them even at remember all. seeing him. I didn't, yeah, I didn't see Kimmy either, except yeah. for like his little introduction. Kimmy is funny. I actually want to change my answer. You want to change your answer? I want to change my answer to the Formula One driver I would hang out with. It's Kimmy. Kimmy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's funny. Um, and then we've got Haas, which is uh, an American team for anybody who cares. It's Nikita Mazepin and Mick Schumacher. And then Williams, we've got Nicholas Latifi and George Russell. So that brings us to episode one, Clash of the Titans. So we open with Christian Horner and he's talking about Lewis and how he's a seven-time world champion. Mercedes and Lewis have just been on top for a while. Lewis has had seven <laughs> seven world championships, but Mercedes was like also doing great before he arrived. And it's just, they're still on the top of the wave at this point. And Christian has his sights set on him, absolutely from the beginning. <laughs> we see quick glimpses of the drivers. So we see Lando Norris, Pierre Gasly. Uh, we also see a random guy that nobody really knows. His name is Will Buxton. Will Buxton. <laughs> <laughs> um, I would so much rather see Crofty here. What about you? Yeah, Will Buxton is captain obvious yeah yeah Mm -hmm. um we also see yuki sonoda mick schumacher nikita mazespin uh ricardo daniel ricardo fernando alonso he came out of retirement actually for this season because he is old Mm -hmm. he's like what late 30s by this point uh because now he's early 40s like 40 i think he just turned 43 yeah okay so i could be wrong he's old him and uh, Lewis are old compared to everybody else. Also, I, I can't remember who wrote this. Maybe it was me, but about Nikita 
It's just the Russian has the personality of a piece of bark. Was that you or was that me? (laughs) 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 I thought that was hilarious. (laughs) (laughs) And then Sebastian went from Ferrari to Aston Martin this season, Sebastian Vettel. And then, um, Carlos Sainz went to Ferrari from McLaren. and broke then, up Carlando. Yes, he broke up Carlando. They had a little bromance. Um, and then Checo Perez went to Red Bull as seat number two. All right. We also found out the former head of Ferrari is coming to run F1, and Mercedes is the current favorite. But like I said, Lewis Hamilton is old. Everybody's kind of wondering, does he have it? Can he keep up? Okay, how old is Lewis Hamilton in 2021? He's not actually that old. Like in the 30s. Yes. Okay. In the literal age in sports is incredibly relative. So like what is considered old in F1? Mid to late 30s. Because I want to say he's around our age here. Hold on. How old is Sebastian Vettel? He's also Because he's also kind of old for the sport. We're going to have to ask the Google machine. Hang on. As of 2023... Lewis Hamilton is 38 years old, so that would have so he would have been 36 in this season. Fernando is 42 now, which would have put him at 39. I think Kimmy is around the same age. Okay, yeah. Sebastian Vettel is also 36, so that would put him at 33. So, like, you hit 30s, you're considered old. So, well, because a lot of these drivers are like. 21. Yes. And actually, Yuki is now like the youngest driver on the grid this yeah. season. And he was like 1920. He was really young. Yeah, he was very young. Yeah. I mean, I think Max started when he was 17. Yeah. So they actually made a rule mm-hmm. after he came through that you can't do that anymore. So because he was super young. So they all start out really, really young. And but like all that G-force, that's got to be really hard on your body. They probably age really yeah. quickly. Plus, you're making a shitload of money. Like, I'd be... A lot. Yeah, it's like, <laughs> I'm done. I'm good. I've risked my life. Uh, I, like, one near-death experience close enough to retirement. and be like, <laughs> bye. <laughs> good. <laughs> um, okay, let's see. Let's get back to it. Um, so, yeah, so everybody thinks he's old. Plus, he wasn't doing... He was still winning, but I feel like it wasn't as easily as it was before. Yeah, he actually had like competition. Yes. this year, right? This it would oh, aka Max, definitely yeah. this year. But I think the cracks were starting to kind of show in mm-hmm. the twenty twenty season. F one is known as the Piranha Club when it comes to the team principals. Um, the ones that you kind of see the most are Toto. He's been in F one for around ten years, but he's also a bazillionaire. Um, Horner. Red Bull, Gunther, we know and love. He's goofy and I love it. He's great. Um, Otmar, he's weird to me, like a total oddball. What do you think? You don't have an opinion? I don't have an opinion. Okay. (laughs) (laughs) He was someone who was with Racing Point in season three, right? And then they turned Mm -hmm. into Aston Martin. So remember when I said that the one that Zach reminded me of my dad? I thought I mixed up Zach and Otmar. Yeah. Otmar kind of reminds okay. me of my dad. That makes a lot more sense. Yeah, because my is boo. Yeah. I hope I, your dad's not boo. It, no, because in my head, I was like, I don't, I was like, I don't remember your dad being an asshole, but okay, I wasn't going to say that. <laughs> <laughs> no, Otmar. Where yes. He's kind of goofy, but yes. like smart. Yes. Also, also. Benoto is goofy as fuck to me. About, I don't know about oh, you. Yeah. 
Yeah, poofy hair, probably for those who aren't familiar. He's the Ferrari. He's the one in red who basically only speaks Italian, even though he can speak English. It sucks because of all the memes to say this, but like he actually does kind of look like a clown. He does. (laughs) Oh my God. It's a thing. It's hilarious. It's the poofy hair. And like, okay, I was totally thrown off by this. In season three, he speaks English. They still subtitle him because he has a pretty thick accent. But in season four, he only spoke Italian. And I'm like, what the actual fuck, my dude? You can speak English. We just heard you do that. Because Ferrari gets special treatment. Ferrari gets to do whatever the fuck they want when it comes to when when it comes to F1. They were the first team. They've been there the longest. They've been there the entire time. They get say on rules changes and shit like that. Nobody else gets that. That's why. Well, and now somebody from F from Ferrari is in charge of F1. So it's just the preferential treatment's just going to exactly. continue. Exactly. Netflix is like, excuse me, Mr. Bonotto, could you please speak English? She's like, no, <laughs> no. What's, the, what's Italian for no? I'm going to sound really stupid now. Is it, is it just no? It's, I think it's uh, no. Probably. <laughs> I think so. And then we also see Brack, Z- Zach Brown, who, yeah. Gross. Boo. We don't (laughs) like him either. Um, Everybody is ready for the downfall of Mercedes. It's boring. I don't know if this sounds familiar to you, Stevie. Maybe just a different team lately. Yeah, it's it's crazy to me that like like a lot of Mercedes fans now are mad because Red Bull's winning all the time, but like Mercedes won for years. Years. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so everyone's ready for a change. Um, we've got preseason testing, and Mercedes gets the first hint that this isn't going to be their season. Um, the car didn't do great. It spins out. Um, all the other team principals are eating this up, like just absolutely enjoying especially it. Especially Christian Horner. Especially Christian. He loves to watch Toto squirm. Like, yeah, I feel like there's a... like mildly friendly but like their like friendship their ability to work cordially together completely degrades by the end of this like they Mm kind of just openly Mm -hmm. hate each other but i feel like christian's way more in your face about it toto is like subtle snobby like dumbledore Dumbledore. yeah because he's german It's my favorite way to be. <laughs> He's German. That's why. Yes, and Christian is very in your face about it. He is not afraid to tell the media, you're like, yeah, we're not friends, man. Yeah. Um, okay. So it's one week till the race. You know, Toto is very much. This is the thing. And I guess it must be a German thing because Mark said the same. Like He's very German. There, He's very frank about like, yeah, the car sucks. Mm-hmm. It's not good. They're all like that. In, yeah. Do you, don't you think so? Uh, yeah, absolutely. Is that a weird thing? Like, I find it weird because I don't think other sports do that. No, no. They, I mean, motorsports, yeah, Is it's it? very frank. Like, you you can't make improvements on the car unless you're able to really articulate what the fuck is going on. Like, yeah. when... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, like, and because, like, how else can the engineers and the mechanics and things figure out how to fucking fix it if you're not able to be like, this sucks and here's gotcha. why? So, um, like, those who are into racing will know that this is the introduction of this whole side pod mess that Mercedes introduces to their car. I'm not going to go into the details because one, I don't really understand it all, and two, it like it's 
years into it at this point. Yeah. There's a lot to it. It's a thing. Basically, they try to concept out on a car. It is not going well. And it's still not going well, really. Didn't they just recently around the same time put in the halo? Yeah, I think it was a few seasons before this because it was in season three. Okay. But it does get brought up later and we will talk about it. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Um, so yeah, it kind of controversial. Horner and Toto take jabs back and forth at each other. And then we see Horner and his wife, uh, Ginger Spice, which I will never get old saying. Um, and I, did anybody hear her laugh? Or was it just me? I think it was just it was just me. Oh man. I my husband and I were rewatching this and I heard her right before Bahrain shows up. She laughed and it sounded just like the laugh at the beginning of one of the Spice Girls songs. I made him replay it. I was like, yep, <laughs> that's it. So we're in Bahrain. I'm gonna say this for Bahrain, and this is only because John, my husband, has been to both Bahrain and Dubai, thanks to the Navy. He was very insistent that I had to bring up that some like establishing shot that they used, it was supposed to be Bahrain, was actually Dubai. Yes. Okay, so Oh, that's funny. That's a great point. <laughs> He's like, I must you must bring this up. Yes. That Absolutely. Is, Thank you. It's one hundred percent a great point. You and I kind of talked about this. I think it was off camera. I don't know or off mic. We we in many conversations we've had. Um they Netflix and Drive to Survive are absolute awful at they they just piece shit together. Yeah. They it's were, very messy. You like if you're <laughs> A fan of the race, you know what the racetracks look like. You know what the paddocks looks like, what people were wearing. Mm -hmm. You can go all over Reddit and find like, oh, this this scene was from this race, and this like it doesn't all match up. They bounce back and forth with each race so much. Yes, like, there's like a slight theme. They te they tend to hit some of the same races through the season, but then. There's other, like Russia, we saw once, but, you know, we saw... But it was just because of Mazaspin. Exactly. But we, you know what I mean? It's just so nuts. They kind of like piece things. So that doesn't surprise me one bit. That's just kind of par... You have to take it with Netflix, with with the drive to survive. I think that's probably why I couldn't really get into it when I first tried. Yes. I was like, this but is to me, so who, off. <laughs> yeah. But I didn't know anything. I did. And I'm like, this is great. I love it. Just, I, I was eating up the drama eating it up so um also Bahrain is hot as fuck so they do night races because otherwise the tires will melt <laughs> so yeah that, that would be <laughs> yep Bahrain yeah. is hot as um, fuck we see Red Bull versus Mercedes in um qualifying Max comes out on top and then in the post <laughs> Yes. Go Max. <laughs> Go Max. Also, I think this is partially why I became a Max fan this season. Well, yeah. Yeah. My kid's a Max fan. It's just because he's number one. Well, no. Okay. <laughs> That's not it. It's not being, no, because Max is number one in this currently airing season right now. I am a Max fan and this is boring. I'm so over it. This, I, to me, it was like a good like competition story. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I was like, and mm -hmm. Hamilton was on top. Yeah. I it was, was like, close. I'm going to root for the, the underdog yeah. here. So we're, we're going to get yeah, to that the at the end of the like, season though. Like I said, that was the season that I really started watching and I was like, oh, this is cool. Like, exactly. Good. Yes. It was so entertaining to me. And I thought 
corner brought up a really good point because while to- while Mercedes has been dominant for 10 years, Toto's only been the team principal for eight. So he's never experienced not being on top before. Right. Yeah. He took it really hard. So you can see, and like Horner, like I said, he's just eating it up. And he, <laughs> but he pointed out, he's like, Toto's never experienced this before. He doesn't know what to, what to do. So um, also I wanted to point out that Toto is like super persnickety when it comes to his food. Like he's like, <laughs> oh my god, yes. <laughs> pumpernickel, fucking pumpernickel bread, man. Yeah, and then his wife is just like, I'll have eggs and cow's milk. <laughs> so she's like totally opposite. Yeah. yeah, I also was like, wow, my dude, that's really uh, that's really particular about your freaking pumpernickel bread and like <laughs> like giving like very specific ingredients on his damn coffee order, and I'm like. You've been rich for too long. You need to get, like, you need to go, like, disconnect from the grid for a while. She's, like, a billionaire outside of F1 as well. Yeah, I think I had saw something about that the other day. Yeah, he's insanely. And also, his wife is also very prominent in F1 and is now, like, the F1 Academy um, person. So, I can't remember the name. Anyway, race day. So um, we overhear a, a conversation between Gunther Steiner and Nikita Mazespin at Haas. And Gunther says, quote, don't do anything stupid. And quote, Nikita says, why are you looking at me? I wonder. <laughs> Gee, I have no idea. Why on all, Why would we oh, ever look know. at that? Those two know. together. Um, <laughs> so it's lights out. And Nikita crashes three corners into his very first F1 race. So he did something stupid. He did not follow the exactly. one instruction no, Gunther you know gave he him. He was like, oh, don't do anything stupid. I'll show you stupid. That's exactly did what he anyways. did. That is yeah, exactly <laughs> what he did. <laughs> oh, man. So uh, Gasly also had a bit of damage to his front wing. Max and Lewis have this like battle between strategy and tires and pit stops and it's all this back and forth. Um, Danny's not doing so hot. That's yeah, it's a little bit of a downfall of Danny. Yeah, it wasn't a great start to the season for him. Mm -hmm. Um, At the end, Hamilton's tires don't hold up or aren't holding up. Yeah, they weren't great. And they him and Max battle it out. Max passes him on the outside and, you know, there's this theme that you'll start to hear throughout the season. Uh, uh, Like, oh, he overtook me off the track. Oh, this person did this. Oh, my tires are fucked. Oh, all the things that Hamilton did in like season three. He's now mad because someone else is doing that to him. He's the first to narc on somebody. Yes. Oh, God, yeah. Tattletales are all a bunch of little tattletales. They are. They are. So this is a very common thing that happens. Technically, like, yeah, Max did break the rule. He has to get the position back. Remember that, people. That's important. <laughs> okay? Yeah. Very important. Yeah. That's important. I am remembering all this. Right. Um. Eventually, we get a Hamilton Mercedes P1 and Max Red Bull P2. Um, P1 is pole one for those who aren't sure. P2, pole two, first, second. Um, Obviously, post-race, Mercedes celebrates. uh, Horner is bummed. Hates being second in. 
confident that they're on the verge of something big and says second isn't part of the plan. Yeah, it it was a fun first episode for sure. I think it did a good job establishing the fight between Mercedes and Red Bull that kind of is the connective thread throughout this entire season. Yeah, absolutely. Were you excited? You watched the season like in person, right? Not in person, but like, I was like, what are you live? <laughs> live. Like you didn't want, like, cause I watched Drive to Survivors and then watched. Yeah. This, yeah, yeah. I watched this season. Okay. The, the 2021 so you season. Were, yeah, I you one. were seeing this in person, kind yeah. of this like build. Yeah. Cause that was like, that was when I got into it. Was it as intense as you? What a season to start with. What a season. Yeah. I know that. I, that's why I was like, cause I thought we were going to do season five. Yeah. Cause it's like the most recent season, but then she said four, I was like, Oh, okay. And then when I was rewatching it, I was like, Oh my God, I like, I forgot how crazy this was yeah. when it was actually happening. Yeah. Could you feel it at the time? Could you be like, this is going to be a great season? Well, I didn't really know. Like mm-hmm. I was like kind of learning the ins and outs and gotcha. asking a lot of questions. So I was like learning formula one and watching all this crazy shit happen at the same time. It yeah. was a lot. Yeah. <laughs> It's fun though. I just like, I just sucked all the content in oh, when yeah. I got into it. It's just like, oh, this is phenomenal. On to episode two, which is Ace in the Hole. So we open with Zach Brown at McLaren. 2020 was a good season. They ended up third in the Constructors Championship, uh, but they have some financial troubles, which is nothing new for the like non major teams, in my opinion. Yeah. Like they all kind of struggle with financing, like, it varies from year to year who does. I mean, even Red Bull, they went over their catering budget. I said motorsports is incredibly expensive. Of course, they need like just so many sponsors. Yeah, absolutely. And then e- even Red Bull, Stevie pointed out, what was it? Oh, I said even Red Bull struggles because they went over their catering budget. Yeah. They've got a new driver. They've got new investors. Zach is predicting a big year. Um, and then... Netflix gives us this pretty preview of Danny's season and it doesn't look so hot. Poor Danny. Yeah. (laughs) Poor Danny. Poor Danny. I felt bad for him. He just didn't have a good handle on this car. Like this car and him did not mesh. Mm -mm. No, not at all. It seemed like it really got to his head too, because he just like could not recover. No, no. Um, we're at preseason testing in Silverstone, um, with McLaren and Danny. By the way, Silverstone is home to several of the um, teams. They have, like, several of them there. I know McLaren and Williams, I think, is one. And Aston Martin, maybe. Watch. I'll be completely wrong. Doesn't matter. <laughs> I know. I was like, you don't sound confident. No, I'm not super <laughs> confident. I Now, I am confident in the fact I wasn't that, confident either. So. I'm confident <laughs> in the fact that there is more than one team based at Silverstone. I am not confident on which ones those are. So, there we go. I, yeah, I'm I'm with you there. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I know that there's some there. I just don't know who yeah. they are. <laughs> um, I will say this. Generally, everybody says lots of positive things about Daniel Ricciardo, especially Christian Horner. Like, Throughout this whole season, he says a lot of really yeah. nice things about Danny. What could you possibly have bad to say about Danny? Other yeah. Than maybe his Although I've seen driving theories sometimes. online that he's like a secret dick, but I don't believe it. I can't see it. Yeah. I'd have to see it with my own eyes. Yeah. Did, did you see the unlicensed uh, Danny Ricardo uh, epic erotic romance novel that got 
written? Yes. Yes, yes I did. We, <laughs> did you send that to me? I think I did. I think I did because somebody sent it to me and I was like, oh my goodness. I, 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 I don't know if I want to read it. I kind of want to read it. I don't, I don't want to read it. No, no. The writing's probably really bad. So I kind of do. I'm kind of curious. See, it that's like what, it's going to be Okay, terrible. so that's what I'm worried about. So we have a friend in our fantasy group who um, bought this for his wife, who is also in our that's, fantasy group. That's is that who I told you? It was in the group chat. Okay, yes. Okay, we put it in the group chat. And it, <laughs> one of the guys got it for his wife, who is also into F1 and into fantasy. And it was fantastic. So um, I asked him about it the other day. He's, I said, did you guys read it yet? They hadn't had a chance. Right. So I was like, please... Please keep me updated so I will uh, let everybody know. So hopefully. But yeah, I'm a little afraid to read it. I'm kind of waiting to hear what they say. Yeah, let me know. Okay. <laughs> I think actually we should ask it in the group chat. Like we, everybody needs oh, to Oh, yes. Know. Okay. I like this. I like this. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Everyone needs to know. Also, I all I saw was somebody asking Danny if he knew about this existing and he was like, Nope. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god his reaction after they sent him the picture because initially he was like kind of brushing it off but then he saw the picture and he was like oh no Just like, <laughs> it was a very quick tune change i would like to try his wine he has wine he has wine danny has wine okay so I guess I'm going to Total Wine tomorrow if it's open to get some Danny wine. <laughs> also, okay, not to just be like absolute Daniel Ricardo slut over here. He also Why has not? a great merch line. It's called Enchante, which is a terrible pronunciation, but it's phenomenal. Like, listen, the F1 merch is awful. Official F1 merch is terrible. Yeah, and it'll take like... Forever. Know, forever to get there. Yes. The Etsy F1 merch is great. I love the the fierce one. Yes. Those are great. Mm -hmm. They're yeah. Anyway, okay, we've got way off track. Let's go back. Okay, so we take a peek at Lando and his friends. They're in Surrey. That's in England. Um, his friend is an F3 driver. By the way, don't you think Lando looks absolutely 12 years old? He's a baby. He's got a baby face for sure. What does that sound? I'm just a baby. Yeah. <laughs> yes. That wasn't my intention, but, but yes. yes. <laughs> it's not like in a bad way. Like, go him. Have like good skincare. Well, Be a baby okay, face. Cutie. Own exactly. it. Exactly. So he's super cute and adorable, right? And then he's an absolute snark in the next sentence about how like his friend is like. <laughs> Oh, oh, he's a good driver, but it's not like he's fast. I mean, his friend said it, but Lando smirked. There's Netflix cameras right there. You know, yeah. he, you knew it was going to get in, but he had his his thoughts. And yeah, I get it. But yeah, it was maybe a little not nice. Yeah, a little not nice. <laughs> it's not the same bromance between Ricardo and Lando. Yeah, as yeah. Lando's previous for sure fellow driver um I, I'll say it at the end again probably but Danny and Lando actually do are pretty good friends in real life so it was weird to see them like at odds with each other this season yeah so I feel like it's editing from Netflix oh yeah definitely oh, a lot of yeah, editing for sure. for sure they're so dramatic oh so dramatic <laughs> all right so we're in Bahrain um Danny shows up in a red McLaren with suicide doors and is excited for the season. 
we've got Friday practice. Do what? I said, I wish I could do that. I know. God, I would love a nice red McLaren with suicide doors. Meh. Melissa's <laughs> not impressed. <laughs> <laughs> oh my goodness um so everybody they're all the drivers are arriving and i don't know where this phrase came from maybe you know stevie like lando's phrase where it's like fuck shit up and he has everybody asking him to sign it do you know where it came from no because he, he says it like, just says it he says <laughs> it like two or three times this season but it sounded like it was like a catchphrase of some sort by the way did anybody else have an opinion on like how much access like fans and media have to all these people before the event. Does anybody else think it's weird? No, no, this is pretty, this is, is pretty normal. Like it in HRA races, like pro races, you can literally like, there's like a little rope, but you can walk right up to the pit and like watch them tear apart the engine and put it back together between rounds. Maybe it's just cause I'm not in the like racing world, but uh, to me, it's like in professional settings, like you don't ever see the athletes before the game. Like they have to do all the post-race shit where you see them. Yeah. But I feel like you don't see people before. Like you're not, you can't be in the space. When I went to the indie race, you like, they had all the drivers in this like parking garage yeah. and you could just go up and meet them. I, th- I think you might've had to pay a little bit more, yeah. but like. So it's more of a racing thing than I. Okay. It's, it's pretty open. Yeah. Got it. Very I was, much I, so. I was kind of comparing it to like other sports but if it's a racing thing that makes sense yeah it's pretty normal to like well every nhra race has like every general admission ticket is essentially a pit pass but like even like nascar you can pay an extra fee and go into the pits and just go wander around and then like you can go up to like different like pit crews and like buy stuff like i used to be a huge casey kane fan back when i watched nascar a whole like 20 years ago. And so I somewhere probably still have lug nuts from one of his cars from the California race. Cause they were like two bucks a piece. You can just buy the old lug nuts. That's cool. Okay. That's cool. See, I've never been. And honestly, I am trying to figure out what is an unreasonable amount of money to pay for paddock passes. So I just don't know what that cap paddock is. Paddock passes are expensive. I know. <laughs> I'm trying to decide if, is it worth it? Do I think it's worth it? Yes. Will my husband agree with me on that price? Probably not. So we'll see. Yeah. <laughs> I don't see him agreeing. No, I don't think so either. All right. So then we're going to jump to Quali McK. McLaren desperately needs points if they want to stay in the top contender of teams like they were last season. Um, Danny does half decent, out qualifies Lando, which is a good thing. Um, Lando starts kind of annoying, feels behind, a little pouty for me, but you know. Aren't they all? They really are. Mm -hmm. (laughs) They really are. If it's not good, it's really bad. Yeah, there's no (laughs) in between. All right, and Sunday, here we are. It's race day. Lights out. The McLarens are battling each other, which I never understand why teams do this because you're just, you're playing with millions of dollars of equipment here. And sometimes it ends really badly. We saw a lot of that today. Yeah, we did see a lot of that today. We did. They go back. Lando passes Danny. They kind of go back and forth battling. Eventually, um, Hamilton wins. Lando gets P2. His little quote at the end was hilarious. Uh, are the fireworks for me? <laughs> um, Danny didn't fare so hot comparatively. He was like two tenths of a second slower than Lando. It was he was like way down there at P seven. So that doesn't sound like a lot for people who are not into racing, but that is a lot. 
on an F1 on an F1 grid that's a lot of time mm-hmm. yeah that's a lot yeah and my thing is it, it kind of displays that McLaren doesn't have equal cars between the two drivers there's a and Lando's the number one driver not Ricardo Danny's not number one just being number two in general it has to be hard like of course you want to be number one mm-hmm. but sometimes you're number two I think some teams do it better than others mm-hmm. you can tell that there are teams where there's a very clear number one driver and a very clear number two driver and then there are other teams where I think it's kind of it could be a toss-up yeah yeah to me I would have put this t- the, the, at the time Lando and Danny on the same I would have been a toss-up to me yeah, I don't know. I feel like Danny probably feels like he should be number one because he's like been around longer than Lando. It's more of like a experience thing. Gotcha. gotcha. I think maybe, I don't, I don't know. Maybe that's why. Maybe. Maybe. Well, speaking of Danny, cue Netflix compilation of Danny not living up to Lando. So that was fun. Poor Danny. <laughs> Poor Danny. Yeah, he really got beat up. It was not, it was sad to watch. Um, Imola, he loses out to Lando. Portugal, he ends up P16. Even Christian Horner makes a comment wanting to know what happened to Daniel Ricciardo, which sadly, that sentiment continues through into season 22, 2022. So sad Danny's here to stay for a little while. Um, a lot less of the big, bright Danny smiles that we're used to, which is a bummer. Um, I did think it was sad, too, where, like, the guy, one of his engineers, I'm assuming, was, like, trying to give him a pep talk. And his response was, like, because he was, like, how how you handle disappointment shows you who you are. He's trying to be so, so pump, pump him up. And his response was, what if I'm just to see you next Tuesday? I'm not going to say the word because I feel like that's just the bad one. But... I just oh, felt so bad. bad. Like, oh God, Danny. Poor Danny. He's he's got boogities in his helmet and he needs to like excise them. He's got the yips. The yips. Yeah. What's a what's a yip? <laughs> it's when you- <laughs> the way you said yeah was like, you should know what I'm talking about. I also don't know what you're talking about. <laughs> All right, I'm glad it's not just me. Not this time. <laughs> so I feel like every sport has like a different way of describing it, but like when you are just mentally getting in your own way. Every sport has it. So like the yips, whatever uh, Simone Biles had at the Olympics. The spins. Like I was going to say they called it the spins. Yeah. Yeah. Every sporting thing has that. And so like the yips is kind of that is what I've heard or like boogities in your helmet. Like I like that one. You have like you're mentally getting in your own way. And I feel like that might be part of the problem with Danny. This sad Danny has shit going on in his head that's messing with him. Oh, yeah, for sure. Oh, yeah. Denny is super in his head. Um, Yeah, not great. Um, So going into Monaco, he's felt real low. Monaco is like everybody, not everybody's favorite race, but everyone seems to really like it. Mm -hmm. It can be great. It can be real boring. I feel like it's either or. Street tracks like make my butt pucker. Like those, those are so narrow. Same. Yeah. They're pretty insane. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah, they're insane. They and were- I get why Danny felt so dark because he won there. Yes. Red Bull before. Mm-hmm. Yeah, mm-hmm. for sure. Yeah. 
I felt so bad for him going into it. And I feel like sometimes he shines through and you'll see that a couple of times this season where he does, he does really well. He drives great. And then he's just so off. Monaco is scary to me. It's Monaco really, is scary. It's really cool because it's like, you know, you're driving through the streets and it's really tight. Again, that it's a street track, but it's like way more. It's like a country track. That whole country is the track. Yes. <laughs> but it's like way more intricate than some of the other street tracks. Like I feel there's so many. Yeah, the corners t- are very tight. Yes. Yes. And it is virtually impossible to overtake on this track. Mm-hmm. You better hope somebody crashes or you're just about stuck where you are. You better do well in qualifying. Yes, you better do really well in qualifying. So uh, Charles Leclerc is actually from Monaco. He takes signs around, shows him a little bit. Um, And uh, then we see uh, Zach Brown again, kind of reiterating that Danny needs to improve. Everybody needs to know that or everybody knows that he's nervous, like you said. Corner and Danny chat and you can see that they're like actually friends or at least I, I think so. Yeah, yeah. It it seems like there's, like, genuine friendship there. I see it again later, especially after him kind of coming back. What happens in the 2023 season, you'll see it later. Yeah. Like, it really kind of confirms that. Connor definitely genuinely cares about Danny. Yeah. Um, So this, at this point, Lando announces that he's re-signed and is staying at McLaren. Um, Signs in Lando are super good buddies they had uh they were at mclaren together before carlando so, yeah carlando so he texts lando was like how long is your contract because of course i'm going to text my best friend be like all right like uh how was it was the contract good like good happy i don't think they ever revealed it did they like it was no, a multi-year contract if i'm not mistaken it was a long one lando at mclaren i think it was two years two or three when somebody signed a really long one i don't remember who. i know it was that, like five um, years charles leclerc did that's who i'm thinking of that's who i'm thinking of okay all right we're like oh my god that's the longest contract yes that's it really is unheard of like it's it's very short contracts like typically one or two years Mm -hmm. also somebody made a comment that zach was smart to do a multi-year contract with lando because he lost out on signs and i agree yeah i that was a really dumb decision in my opinion on on zach brown but he's an idiot so tell us how you really feel Listen, I detest Mark Brown. I don't, or Zach Brown. I think he's a dick. Do what? Not wrong. Yeah, not wrong. <laughs> so Charles starts on P1. Um, Lando makes this comment about how he's not responsible to make Danny feel better, which I get, but it was still kind of mean. <laughs> yeah, it wasn't necessary to say. No. And it was like a really fucking awkward combo in that media debrief, like, which has to make Danny feel even worse. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yes. Like we said, Monica, Monaco has no room for error because there's walls on either side. There is like on all the other tracks, you'll see like that kind of the grid on the side or like some room gravel. Yeah, like, it'll be like, yeah, just like extra asphalt yes. with it that they can kind of like run into. Yes. So, but not on, not on street tracks. Like no, not on this one. For it's sure. the lane and it's a wall. That's it. If you hit it, you're going to hit the fucking ball. Um, okay, so Leclerc's going around the formation lap. Y'all, the, the race hasn't even started and his engine just fucking stops. Yes. And you can the hear him on the radio. Yeah. In his voice. It's like, no. No, 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 no. <laughs> I feel so bad for him because like this is his home track and like he got the pull and then like his car literally won't function. It, I felt so bad for him. Yeah, because it's like not even his fault. No. No, no. 
It's just Ferrari fucking up again. This is just Charles's story. This I was <laughs> gonna say. This is this is par for the course for Charles. Like this guy just has shit luck or Ferrari, one or the other. Maybe he shouldn't have signed that contract. Yeah, I'm not sure that that was a great choice for a five year contract. But anyway, so lights out. Uh, dating was up there, but just absolutely tumbled down the grid. Couldn't stay up there. Couldn't go any faster. Lando, Lando's chasing signs. Signs is P two. Lando's P three, and he lapped Danny which I thought was so not good for Danny. Um, He ended up P12. Lando did his whole let's fucking go thing. And then at the end of the episode, Danny sounds just absolutely miserable with like, I need to go fucking hit something. Poor Danny. Poor Danny. Which brings us to episode three. Um, So we're taking another look at Horner and Mercedes and him just taking low blows and cheap shots we're still at monaco but at this point they kind of give us an update on the driver standings hamilton has a 14 point lead um against everybody else uh at qualifying you see everybody doing pit stop practices which by the way red bull is the absolute shit at they have the best they hold the record yes what was it it was like recently wasn't it when we need to ask the google machine. i will well it was a i want to be confident in this answer <laughs> i want to say it's like their fastest was like two Point two or 1.7 or something like that? 1.82. August 27th of 2023, 1.82 seconds. That's fast. To change all four tires on the car mm-hmm. and all the other stuff that they yeah. do. Like, that's fast. Yeah, it's crazy. So, also, so at like while Red Bull is executing these beautiful beautiful pit stops you take a look over and mercedes is an absolute shit show <laughs> it was awful it it was not great um this doesn't have anything to do with qualifying but i thought stevie and i could like give some insight on this there was a comment made about how like or someone was telling max's story about how his dad gave someone to a ride to an airport and they were like terrified and he wouldn't like they made him pull over and get out halfway there because he was so scared Max's dad is an absolute psycho. He's crazy. Crazy. Like he went to jail for attempted murder. Mm-hmm. He, <laughs> yeah. When Max, when Max was like three, his dad stabbed a dude with a fork. And actually, no, if I'm not, was, is that a different incident than the wrench? Yeah. He like beat a mechanic with a wrench. Yeah. Almost to death. Y'all should see Melissa's face. She's very confused right now. Are we sure that Max is not like the son of an F1 mafia person? Oh, no, I would. That was a great description. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's a good description. So so Max is the the prince of the F1 mafia. Okay. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's funny, too, because Max doesn't like Max is one of those people who like tells really traumatic disturbing shit and thinks God, it's funny and everyone's like dude what the fuck that's really like messed up and he's like oh i thought it was funny like he just doesn't because yeah. he's no he said that story about like when he was a kid his dad was driving him home from a race and he hadn't done well or something like that and he pulled over on the side of the road and kicks max out of the car and made him walk made him walk home left his like 12 year old kid on the side of the road because he didn't do well in the race. Uh, this is an F1 mafia, and Max is 
maybe not aware that he's a part of it. Max doesn't wear like, they have these like little cushions that they can put in their car so their heads don't wobble around too much because of all of the like G-force. Yeah. And Max's dad wouldn't let him do it. And so Max doesn't doesn't wear those. Yeah. Because I, I, I want to say his dad said they were like only pussies wear those because he yeah. said he wore them one time. And yeah. his dad said that and he wore them. He fun of him for it. No, you don't do it. Yeah. Okay. Are we worried about Max? I feel like we should be worried about Max. Yes. Oh, no. Like, listen, <laughs> worried this, about Max. this is why Max is where he is, because he was just emotionally abused into being a robot. Okay. That's not good. Jill, Jill, you're acting like that is an excuse. <laughs> no, I'm not saying it's an excuse. I'm just saying that's why that's why Max is the way he is. Well, and all he does is race. Like, yeah. when he's not racing in a real car, he races on Sims. Here's my big defense of Max, because, like, everybody thinks he's, like, this big asshole and all that stuff. Like he does, he doesn't come off great in interviews. It's not like he comes off very arrogant and yes, he is arrogant. They all are. They're F1 drivers, but everybody kind of like villainizes him. But when he streams, like he has a girlfriend who is a kid, right? Oh yeah. He is super great with that kid. She came in and I'm not like he's streaming live, whatever him and Lando are playing. Like they do it all the time. Thousands of people are watching them. She comes in, her name's like Penelope or something I like that. So. It's like, they call her P. So anyway, she comes in while he's streaming and she's like, will you play Tea Party with me? And he shuts off and gets out and goes plays Tea Party. So as much as like dad, Max was raised by a psycho and like is the way he is because of his dad, like he's still not a total piece of shit, even though I really want him to stop winning. That doesn't have anything to do with it. Like who he is as a person though. That's just because you want your drivers to win. Well, who doesn't want their drivers to win? Yeah. Yeah. Fair. No, listen, Max, but that's the thing. Max is one of my drivers. I like Max. You can ask Stevie. I know. I Like he is one of my, but it's a really, to me, it's really boring to watch when someone is winning every single race. Well, and it's not even that he's winning every yeah. race. I wouldn't even mind that. It's just that he's 20, 30 seconds ahead of number two. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there is no competition. If they were like actually he's, battling and racing, it would be great. I would love it. I don't care if you win every race. He is up at the front watching Drive to Survive. Yeah, real bored. We're going to just skip over uh, and just go right to the race day. Uh, because we've already seen kind of the results of the Monaco, we know that Ferrari retires the car. Charles gets fucked over. Max moves to P1. Uh, lights out. He hold, Max holds off Bottas and Mercedes in the first turn, which is a big deal in Monaco because you need to get ahead. That way it's people like can't pass Like if you're going to overtake, you. that's the time. Yeah. First turn is so important in Monaco. And then Mer- Mercedes had an absolutely catastrophic mm. pit stop. It was a shit show. That yeah. was so hard to watch. So hard to watch. And Toto's face... Oh my God. Just pure rage flowing through it. <laughs> I love Toto. I do too. I do too. I just want to say that. Yeah. I'm a Max fan, but I love me some Toto Wolf, man. Mm-hmm. Max wins. It, it's annoying. But Max does this thing and he still does it to this day. And he wants to know what someone's lap time is. And he wants to know what somebody's lap time is because he wants to stick it to them. Because Even it, if it's Checo. Yep. <laughs> Even if it's teammate. He wants to know what it is so he can go and beat it. Yep. He's like, I'm going to win and I'm going to win big and I'm going to keep every fucking point to myself. Melissa's shrugging her shoulders. She's like, and? 
what's the problem? <laughs> I don't see the problem here. <laughs> <laughs> Not a problem. I'm just saying. All right. So now Red Bull is a point ahead in the Constructors' Cup. It's the first time that they have been in the lead since 2013. Max is also now ahead of Hamilton, and he starts winning a lot. So we see a compilation of Max and Red Bull wins at Baku, the French GP, Austrian GP, the Dutch GP. Um, So at this point, right before Silverstone, we're at in the uh, driver standings. Max is first, Lewis, then Checo, Lando, Bottas, Charles, Carlos, Danny, Pierre, and then Sebastian. Then at Silverstone, this is the first Grand Prix since COVID, the last two years, that has had fans with it. So I think everyone was super excited to be back. It was like 140,000 people? Yeah, it was a max capacity. It was crazy. Um, And then they kind of did a little bit of a a focus on the wolves toto and Susie, but they just they give me like the definition of a power couple because oh, yeah. They, yeah they're a great team and they're like not only do they work well together but they like look the part too yeah. like Susie has the most perfectly manicured blonde bob i have ever seen in my entire life it's pretty good I'm a hairdresser. I can say that. <laughs> <laughs> She's married to a billionaire. She probably has a full-time hairstylist. I'm sure. I would hope so. But yeah, I'm pretty sure they have a chef. Did you see that breakfast? Yeah. Oh, my God. And their their son, Jack, is super cute. He was adorable. Yeah, he's adorable. Yeah. All right. So um, it's actually Silverstone is in the UK. It's a home race for several of the drivers, Lando Norris, Lewis Hamilton, and George Russell. Toto or Hamilton is over like looking at the Red Bull car, which I think is actually kind of a relatively well-known picture of Lewis, like with the black mask on kind of like staring at the Mercedes mm-hmm. or the, and then he's like the Red Bull car, kind of like looking and, and peeking around. And then he goes and talks to Toto about it and like points out the like whole sidecar bit. Yeah, he had like a whole mental list. Yeah. He like rattled off the differences between the cars. I was like, holy crap. It was impressive, honestly. Yeah, it really was. They know their cars inside and out. I was, I was in impressed um he's also really anxious about being around a ton of people because he got covid and i guess he said it was the most terrifying thing that's ever happened to him was getting covid i mean i don't know i've never had it i don't know how bad it was but i just i feel like wrecking in an f1 car might be more terrifying i would agree Yeah. yeah I would agree. I'm sorry. I'm with you. I don't want to discount people having COVID. No, I don't either. I got super sick when I had it. But like, it's flying through the air. What he said was, I think, a little like excessive. Yes. A huge exaggeration. Yes. I I agree. Because to me, flipping through the air on fire going 200 miles an hour is probably a little bit scarier. Yeah. But I would think that, you know, what happens later in the season with the Halo incident would be more scarier. That would be a lot scarier. All right, so we start race race day with um, Max at P1, Hamilton at P2. Everybody described Max as aggressive. And I didn't really get, I didn't know this going into like Drive to Survive. My husband also told me that like everybody, like Max coming up when he was 17 and gone up, he was like very kind of elbows out oh, yeah. with all the other drivers. Like, yeah, he's an aggressive reckless. driver. Yeah. That's why I liked him when I started watching it. I was mm-hmm. like, yeah, he's really trying. Yeah. <laughs> so everybody says that about him. Lewis isn't like that. Um, 
somebody called uh, someone described him as a clean driver, or was he describing himself that way? I want to say that he said that. that yeah, he, that he said that he has been described as a clean driver. Gotcha. Okay. <laughs> we saw otherwise. Yes, I think we did. I think we did. Um, I think they're both ruthless. Somebody called one of them ruthless. I think they're both ruthless in different ways. Yeah, they've got a lot of drive. Like they're both out on that track with a single intention of winning the race. And I think honestly, like at least from the way that Netflix edited this, and I said this in the season three episode, and I'll say it again, I feel like this is a little bit of a like Hamilton hate account with right to drive to survive like they don't really like him for some reason and i think hamilton is just a little butthurt that somebody out there might be as good if not better than him i think you're right i think he was just on the top for so long he just got used to it and he just expected it he does he really does he does expect it and toto too Mm-hmm. As we said, like yes. he's never lost anything. He just expects to win. So like they don't neither of course he's devastated. <laughs> neither of them really know how to deal with this. They yeah. like they don't this is all new territory for them. They get into a little bit of a tussle during the drive like during the the race. Uh Max crashes. Hamilton Hamilton keeps going, but he does ask if Max is okay. Um, I don't know if I've ever heard Max ask if another driver is okay. I assume they all do it because every... They they do. They do, yeah. Because every time somebody crashes, that's usually what I see on the television during the races. It's very much like, are they okay? That's generally the first question. So as much as, like, people look like assholes, they they do care about each other. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Hamilton keeps going, but, you know, here comes the whole typical finger pointing. It's their fault. It's their fault. They're going to the FIA. Like, this plays out every time there's a big argument or crash or, like... This plays out in every race. Every race. (laughs) Yes. Every race. Everybody's always pointing fingers at somebody else. Yeah. And actually, while we were watching the race, the four of us were just like, oh, here we go. It's not my fault again. So it's just a, it's a persistent thing. Um, I do want to point out that Hamil- Melissa wrote this note and I kept it in because I went in and added a bunch more. But she said, Hamilton wins. I roll emoji. So <laughs> I like, saw that. <laughs> I died. I was like, who did this? Yes. <laughs> Yeah, see, even you're tired of Hamilton winning, so, you know. I I also really hate the team order shit. Like, they ordered Bodice to let Hamilton pass, and oh, maybe it's because I'm a little biased because I really like Bodice, but oh. Yeah, I'm the same way. I'm a Checo fan, so I'm the same way. I hate the team orders. I understand them, but at the same time, like, Especially with like Checo and Max now, for instance, like yeah, why why can't they let you know Checo get some more points? Or like last year when they screwed him out of his points with Leclerc, it was yeah. like a, it was down to like the one one so, point thing again, and they wouldn't let him through. Here's okay, so that one point thing where Max was just being a total that was dick bullshit. about it. That was bullshit. Max absolutely should have let him have it. Yeah. Um, Max didn't follow team orders. Yes, Max didn't follow Max team orders. Max was given team yeah. orders and he didn't follow But here's them. the thing. To me, Lewis is a bit more of a gentleman and isn't going to be an asshole about things because him and Valtteri had a really good relationship. He respects Valtteri. Yes, they respected each other. Mm-hmm. I don't know if Max respects Checo. He doesn't. Okay. <laughs> Agreed. 
So I, I we saw this last yes. year. <laughs> I don't. So I don't. I don't think he really respects Checo. And with that being said, I kind of don't feel sorry for Checo because he kind of signed up for it. He did. Max was go. Max was gonna be at the top because he was. He was there. This season is catching Max right at the beginning of his takeoff. And Checo was a good teammate. Yes. Checo was a good teammate. Here's the thing. And this is going to come next season, guys. Checo decides he can be as good as Max. And that's the problem. Mm-hmm. Checo's not a bad driver. Checo's a talented driver. Checo's still never going to be Max. No. And he's never going to. And the fact that they're, guys, they're in the same car. And I, we're in, we're two seasons ahead of you guys right now. We'll pin it in just a second. At the moment, they are in the same car. And Max is consistently 30 seconds ahead of everyone and so far Checo has had difficulty getting into quali two yeah so <laughs> i know that's bad let's just put it that way for people who are not familiar not a good time no. okay, guys. <laughs> stevie's man is having a having a rough season but anyway okay so before we go into episode four max now is still in the lead but by this point only only eight points ahead. We are at episode four in A Mountain to Climb. It's good there. So we open in South Tyrol of gorgeous mountains. There you go. It was a mountain. It was gorgeous mountains. That's where Gunther is. Um, he's hiking. Haas didn't have a great last season. But let's be honest. Does Haas ever have a great season in the last five years? <laughs> no. No. <laughs> anyway, uh, so... Because of that, they weren't doing financially great either because the better you do in the Constructors' Cup, the more money you get. So the worse you do, the less money you get, which just kind of screws you over. Kind of like how it works on our fantasy team. Hmm. Anyway, uh, I don't get new investors. I You're just, really salty I about I'm so salty team. today. <laughs> I'm so salty about the team. I'm sorry. I don't get new investors. Haas decided to bring on Dimitri Mazepin. He owns a very large fertilizer company. He's from Russia. He's also a little scary. I just want to say real quick, I was sad to see Roman and K-Mag leave. <gasps> Me too. I really liked them. And Roman was actually racing in the indie race when I went. In September. Yeah. They weren't necessarily good, but I liked the, I liked them. Yes. And we might, we might see one of them back next season. We'll see. Maybe. Who knows? It's really obvious. We know. It's Kevin Rankson. <laughs> <laughs> we see K-Mag again next season. Anyway, uh, so we then meet, uh, we already met Nikita earlier, but this is Nikita's dad. Um, so surprise, surprise, somebody else has bought their way onto a team. Not just Lance Stroll. No, no. Now we have two Nepo babies in F1. Now I'll give it to Stroll. He's at least a decent driver. He doesn't crash at every race. I said decent. I said decent. I didn't say good. Okay, you're right. You're right. I didn't say good. Okay, how about, let's put it this way. Lance can at least handle being an F1. Nikita, Nikita had zero not. business being on he that He was grid. just like, I'm a driver now, and yep. I should just be good. And yep. then he didn't like listen to anybody, no. and he just wasn't good. No, no, it's terrible. Almost every single race, he was like, no, this is going to be my race. I know this track. This no. is my home race. I know this track. Mm-hmm. Crashes instantly. Exactly. Because he has no business being on a grid. He wasn't good enough. Like, Stroll, Stroll's on the 
Like, there are better drivers, sure. But, like, I don't think he's the worst person out there, so. He has, like, one crumb of talent, Lance Stroll does, and Nikita is just, like, barren. Very much. The price of that investment, as we just said, is Nikita being the driver. Yeah, bombastic side eye with that whole situation. Melissa's rolled down the street. Yeah. (laughs) Which kind of takes us, I don't know how we got there, but this weird ass photo shoot. Do you remember this? Yes. I was like, what is happening? I don't right know. Now? I, like, what? I, I said, Mark and I were watching this. They like, also looked confused. They did. It's like, what do wooden boats have to, toy boats have to do with F1? I'm very confused. It's a sponsor and they want their drivers in, they're like their people in the photo with the product that they're selling for like marketing materials. Why do you want this goofy ass? Why do you want this goofy-ass old German man standing <laughs> next to your toddler's boat bed? Uh, because, let's be honest, literally everyone loves Gunther, and they understand that Gunther is uh, the actual best thing about Haas racing, so... He is. He yeah. is. <laughs> I, I can agree to that. They understand. That I think it's very strong marketing. I love Gunther. It was. It was. Uh, and then we get a really great compilation scene with Maz's spin. And I don't know if you guys have caught it. I genuinely can't even help myself. I don't. I, like I just oh, I said it, it earlier. Yeah, Maz's spin. <laughs> because I'm not trying to be rude. I just that's just what we call him. Maz's spin because the man can't stay on the track. He spins off. Over nothing. It's always spinning. No. He's really bad. It's real bad. Obviously, sour mood at Haas on Friday practice because yet again, Nikita spins out, blames everybody but himself, argues with the engineer, is so fucking rude over the radio. Yeah. Like, you hear other drivers, like, curse over the radio, but, like, I feel like there's, like, a little bit of venom in Nikita's way of talking to people. Versus, like, even, like, Yuki. Yuki uses the same terrible language, but, like, it doesn't come off the same way. Yeah, because, well, Nikita's very cold. Yes. He's very cold. And Yuki, I mean, look at him. Yeah. (laughs) It's Yuki. (laughs) Yes. and But, like, Gunther absolutely reads Nikita the riot act behind the scenes. Like, you can hear it on the mic. They don't show the conversation. But I think that's probably one of the first times that anybody had ever spoken to Nikita like that. I would be surprised. Because his dad probably already always steps in. Yeah, I'd be afraid that I was going to get murdered. Yeah, same. Mm-hmm. And I think that's part of the reason that Haas is having problems is that everyone's literally terrified of Nikita's dad. Like, Dimitri is terrifying. You mean the Russian oligarch? Oh, allegedly. Allegedly. <laughs> I mean, allegedly, I don't want to die. So I'm going to say allegedly. Allegedly. I think he's a DJ now. So you're safe. It's fine. Yeah. He could still have ties to the Russian mafia. Like, no, thank you. DJ. DJ. And that brings us to race day. So obviously Nikita feels the pressure because he's shit and he's at the back of the grid again. Um, And surprise, surprise, he can't cut it as lights go out. Uh, He complains to his dad. 
because, you know, nothing's his fault. The car is bad. Yeah, I didn't understand this narrative that Nikita and his dad had that the cars are different. And it's like Haas, especially like watching season three and now, like that's just not the game Haas plays. Like the cars are the same. Right. And with his dad being like that guy, like who he is, why would they put Nikita in the car that's bad? Yeah. If you're going to make the two cars different, why are you going to give the shitty car to the guy who's giving you the money. Right. That doesn't make sense. It, the math doesn't math. But like, I feel, yeah. No. <laughs> I feel that the rumors though, when you've got two drivers who are like really competitive with each other, because let's be honest, like Mick's not the greatest driver in the world. No, but he tries. He does. He does try. And, and his dad has a huge name in yes, the Yes. Yes. Yeah, let's be honest. Mick is there because of his last name and his ability to pull in sponsorships, not because he's the most talented driver on the grid. But Mick also went through F2 and F3 and F2. I feel like Mick earned his spot there. He did. I feel like Mick earned his spot there. I don't think Nikita did. But I just... Well, we don't have to worry about it for much longer. Yeah, no. (laughs) He doesn't last very long. So he complains to dad dad goes and basically threatens to pull all the fucking funding from gunther it was like oh oh that's what it was like cars who have evenly matched drivers who like one's doing really well and one's doing shit like when theoretically they have the same car it always kind of makes you you're like well it's not the car that it's the driver yeah and and he doesn't like that. So their stance is, no, 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 it is the car. That's what's happening right now. Because, like, the guy who's not doing good when they're in the bad car is like, oh, they're sabotaging me. That shit. Like, you hear that all the time. So whatever. It wasn't a big deal. But I thought it was shitty. Because even the, even the strolls don't, like, threaten to pull funding. And Lance isn't that great. We go back to, like, a quick scene where Gunther is back hype. I think... Now thinking back about it, like they kind of were at the beginning of the mountain, like low in the mountain, mid sea. Now we're mid mountain at the end. You're at the end of the mountain. This I it literally just like bulb as it's coming out of my mouth. <laughs> and he's climbing the mountain as part of the narrative storytelling of this episode, which is a bad choice for a team because they don't do well. So why are they at the mountaintop? Because, well, Gunther is at the mountaintop because he's working through all of the issues with fucking Nikita spins a lot, so. (laughs) (laughs) I like that better. Nikita (laughs) spins a lot. So now we're in Moscow. Uh, Nikita is back home in Russia. He's happy. He's there. He thinks Sochi is going to be his big race. This is his This is his time, guys. And everybody, he's got a bunch of yes men around him. Everybody is hyping him up and just like, yeah, dude, it's totally, it's totally this. It's not. Mm-mm. <laughs> no, no, no. Uh, it was cold and rainy. I don't know if anybody caught it, but there was like a runaway car for a second. It was like rolling out of the garage and everybody had to run yes. and catch it before it yes. ran into the other one. It's like a runaway livery. Um, This is also Nikita's home race, obviously. Uh, So we really hope for no spins and crashes for him. Sure I do. (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Gunther doesn't get asked about being threatened to have funding pulled and just won't address it, which I thought was a little awkward. Um, And then on race... probably also scared. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, of the Russian mafia. Yep. Mm -hmm. Allegedly. (laughs) Allegedly. (laughs) 
allegedly. <laughs> Schumacher makes contact with somebody like during the race, and I can't, I, I missed it. I don't remember. Um, but he ends up having to retire the car. Uh, but with four laps, to, now this I was a little bit impressed with. I'll give Nikita this here. With four laps to go, rain comes out, like comes up in the distance, and Nikita immediately pits and puts on full wet tires, and nobody else does. Intermediates, intermediates. There is a difference. It's not. There is okay. Yes, (laughs) Stevie's correct. There is a difference. Yeah, there is a difference. There's full wets, and then there's intermediates, which you kind of use sometimes for wets. Yeah, yeah. When it's damp out and not fully fully raining. Listen, I'm not the expert on tire strategy here. Let's just say he puts on wet version, a, a wet version of a tire that will work in rain. Yeah. And he does it before anybody else. Nobody else pits. They all actually, several of them decline. They think it's a stupid idea. Um, and then it opens up and just absolutely dumps all over the track. And Nikita made the right call. Everybody else kind of got fucked. And... He unlapped Norris, which is good. Yay, Nikita, you're not totally incompetent. Good job. You being Russian worked out in everyone's favor for 3.5 seconds. Starts. Everyone starts to pit. Uh, Norris goes off, beats Mick and Latibi. So post-race, Gunther is just blowing smoke up the reporter's asked about Nikita. In my opinion, he was just like being so polite because again, somebody holds the money strings. So, and then they re-sign them. Yeah, because Nikita comes with money and so does Schumacher. So like, it may, I understand why they re-sign. I don't think they want to deal with Nikita and his dad and the bullshit that they constantly pull, but it's a ton of money that allows them to continue to function. And based on like what I saw in season three, like. Haas is a family and they're really worried about maintaining all of like, what was it that somebody said? Like, once you go into Haas, you never come out. And that's like, not just the drivers. Like they want it. They care about their people. So he's going to re-sign with drivers who annoy him like Nikita. If it continues to bring in the money to pay for everything. Right. Wasn't it, was it season three where he said that he wanted to get a German driver to get German sponsors to get more money. And that, and that's where he got me. Yes. Mm-hmm. The, this is my concern. And I said this when they, like, when I was watching the thing. With new drivers comes a lot of cost. And mm-hmm. Haas doesn't have the money to afford that. Not with two rookies. And that was why I was surprised that they signed both of them. I understand that they come with money, but at the same time, it's like, I don't know. Yeah, I'm surprised they took on two rookies. There's a reason why they don't do that, typically. So the episode ends with Gunther at the top of the mountain. Yay, Gunther. Drinking some champagne, as he should. All right, that takes us to episode five, which is the last one we're going to cover for part one of this episode, or part one of season for Drive to Survive. So we open with conversations about Danny struggling at McLaren. Sad Danny's back. Womp womp. Womp womp. Yeah. Um, McLaren is out of the UK, London area. Zach says the first half of the season hasn't gone their way, which is real true. McLaren hasn't done great for the last couple of seasons. So Um, Danny definitely needs a win for sure. So we show up in Monza. Um, They're all back from the break. McLaren wants to prove that they signed the right driver with Danny. 
everybody says that, like this kind of goes back to the whole Lando Danny being friends, not friends thing. They're friends in real life. So this whole like weird pitting each other against thing. I don't love it. It's awkward. Do you think it was just because like they were getting used to each other still and everybody just thought yeah. since both of them are goofy that they should just hit it off right away? Yes. I think that they didn't hit it off right away. I think they were still finding their footing. But then again, it kind of comes down to editing because mm-hmm. probably some of those really awkward scenes. They made it exaggerated. Yes. Sure. Yeah. Because like I said, they're best buddies outside. Like they each have that like stupid Instagram account that they like snap pictures of each other with. <laughs> really? Oh yeah. I, I'll find it and put it in the show notes for everybody. You guys can go take a peek at their like person. Their Instagram pages. So yeah, back to the race. <laughs> he, they kind of like get into it over stuff, but they work it out. Ferrari is currently ahead of McLaren in the Constructors' Cup, so this is kind of a big race for the two of them. They don't really go into a lot of details of qualifying for this race because, again, we've kind of seen these races before, so we're going to start getting a lot more condensed episodes, and we're going to end up focusing a lot more on the drama rather than the race portions probably from here on out. Norris got, or Lando Norris ended up P4. Danny got P5. Danny acknowledged that he's slower, which I think was like not a fun thing for him to admit. Um, And then Saturday we had a sprint race, which is a slightly different format than what we usually see. And I can't remember if they, if we did this in season three or not. No, no, this was the first time. And I initially made the note of like, I have no idea what this is. Uh, And then I was like, Oh, it's a heat. It's a heat race. Like that I know what this is. So I don't exactly know all the rule formats because I think they had a sprint race change format this yeah, year. So this I'm year so... they had a sprint race change before in this season it was like you have qualifying and that's where you figure out where you're at in the sprint race. And then the sprint race is where you figure out where you qualify for the Grand Prix. Yes. It's like a super short Grand Prix, basically, and you don't have to pit. Not going to tell you what it is now because it'll just confuse everybody. So we're going to stick with that. Yeah. And it's stupid now. So it is stupid. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> because I like a good heat. Heats are fun. Like that's a great way to set qualifying. It's like usually like 10 to 15 laps, like real, real short, real condensed. Yeah. And it, it's still like that. Really, the only difference is now it's just for points. It's not for a position. Yeah. That's stupid. Then like, why bother? I know. Yeah, that's what I said. I was like, well, when, then why is the bottom half of the grid even competing, in my opinion? Like, and it it's doesn't... not even the top 10 at the, at, yeah. in a sprint. It's the top 15, right? No, it's top eight that get oh, points. That's right. That's right. Yeah. You only get points if you're in the top eight. So what is the rest of the grid doing? It's stupid. I don't, it's dumb. Wasting tires. Okay. Anyways. Anyway, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> we digress. Um, so Danny and Zach both think that this is going to be good for Danny, that it's a strength for him. Gasly ends up crashing. Max gets P1. Danny gets P2, which puts them back into third for the Constructors' Cup. Yeah. Gasly gets hit with that Monza curse. Yeah. And Danny's smiling again. <laughs> From the first time, that was the first time he's gotten a front row, um, which means like on the podium since 2018. So it's been a few years. Which brings us to race day. Um, so the starting grid, I'm not going through the entire grid, I'm just going to give you the first few. So Max P1, then Danny, then Lando, then Hamilton, then Charles, then Sainz. Max and Hamilton coming out of the pit. 
Danny ends up winning and he has this like epic quote that is kind of going to come back and you'll hear it later is for anyone who thought I left, I never left. And then Horner makes comments about seeing old Danny, which I was like, well, it's good that he sees him, but it made me feel sad because did they put the shoey in that episode? I don't think they did. I don't think so. The shoey was like a big deal because uh, Danny made Lando do one and Lando looked like he was going to throw up. <sighs> what is a shoey? Uh, uh, like, I think it's an Australian thing, but they drink the champagne out of their driving shoe. Yeah. 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 Danny made Lando do it and I kind of felt bad for Lando. He looked yeah. very grossed out. <laughs> gross. That's yucky. <laughs> but super excited for Danny. If I'm being really honest with you all, I'm not happy for Zach Brown, but I'm real happy for Danny and Lando. That's great. I'm happy that Zach had to get the pain of getting a tattoo. Yes. yes. That was perfect. Yes. That was great. I really enjoyed that. That was yeah. like, and it was such a like Danny thing to do. Like, mm-hmm. hey, get a tattoo if I win. And, and it's it, even better now. Yes. Oh, it is <laughs> definitely even better now. You guys will understand when this we age do season well. five why we feel this, this way. Age this age is, is well. great. This age is wonderful. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So that wraps up part one of season four of Drive to Survive. What do you guys think? I'm still having fun. It was fun. I, I wish I had liked F1 when this season like happened because I feel like it would have been so exciting to watch. Mm-hmm. It it really was. It really like especially that last race. Oh yeah. Like with you, you knew what happened. Mm-hmm. So if you went and watched that race, you'd be like, oh okay. Yeah. But like imagine. Oh if that, if that was like on the on while well, we had like a big group and we were watching it like can you imagine the whole group it would just be loud. losing their mind? Oh my it god. Would be the neighbors would call the cops. It would be so loud. Thank you everyone for listening. Uh, if you enjoyed the show, please, please, please share uh, our podcast with people or like comment or review us. We so appreciate that. The more people who listen, just the better everything is. Um, and if you have any suggestions on what we should geek out about, uh, you can shoot us a DM over on our Instagram page. P.S. You should also follow us. It's going to be at Mel, then the letter N, Jill Geek Out. Or you can shoot us an email over at uh Jill and Mel geek out at gmail.com. Again, my name's Melissa. I'm Jill. And I'm Stevie. And thanks for hanging out with us today. Bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>